you guys doing? Good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us today. If you have your Bibles, you can open to Acts chapter 15. As we finish our series today on conflict, which has been, you know, it's been good. It's been helpful. It's been equipping, but I feel like some of us are probably excited to stop talking about conflict. So we're going to finish that today. We got a new series uh, starting in a couple weeks, but Acts 15, I'm going to read for us at the end of the chapter here. Just a little story about Paul and Barnabas starting in Acts 15, 36. Let me read this for you, just the first paragraph here. Whoop, I'm in the wrong chapter. Here I am. Here I am. Sometime later, chapter 15, verse 36. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, who also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him with them because he had deserted them in Pamphylia Pamphylia, and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches. This is the word of the Lord. The truth is, some of us are much better at getting into relationships than getting out of relationships. I know that was my case when I was in middle school uh, with all my little middle school relationships. I didn't have a ton. I wasn't like the middle school, like Casanova or anything. But a couple of different times in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade that I found myself in a relationship uh, with a, a girl in my grade. And like every relationship, most likely in sixth grade, it didn't last more than two, three weeks. But I started learning something about myself, which was that I was terrified of having a hard conversation to end the relationship. So my middle school practice was just, to, I think they call it ghosting today. I would just disappear. I would stop picking up my home phone. I would stop returning calls. I would stop sitting next to the girl on the bus and just pray before I was a Christian. I would pray that the girl would eventually dump me because I was totally fine getting into the relationship, but I was not the one who wanted to get out of the relationship. This is probably why maybe you didn't know this about me. I have been single for one day, exactly one day since the eighth grade. I dated a girl from eighth grade all through college, and then she broke up with me. I was a bad boyfriend, and then she eventually broke up with me. I was single for one day, then I met my wife the next day, and I've chosen to stay in that relationship, so I have no desire to break up with my wife, but all my whole life, my whole life, I've been very good at getting into relationships and not so good at getting out of relationships. You know, in this series, we've been talking about all different types of conflict, and this is one type of conflict that we don't think about very often. A lot of times we think about conflict in relationships to try to keep a relationship healthy. We've talked about conflict normalizing it, creating healthy relationships by normalizing conflict. We've talked about sin inside relationships and how we need to confront sin and remove it to make our relationships healthier. We've talked about how to be people who use conflict as a tool to grow stronger and bind ourselves more deeply with friends and relationships and spouses and those things. And yet the final type of conflict we're going to talk about as we close our series today is the conflict of getting out of a relationship. Because the truth is, some of you are in relationships that just need to end. You're in an employment relationship, and God's laying it on your heart that it's time to quit your job, right? But that's hard. It's a hard wrestling match. It's a hard decision to make. And that's the kind of conflict, going to your boss and saying, I'm through, that maybe you dream about all the time, but the reason you haven't done it is because that type of conflict, it's a hard one. 
And maybe you're in a, a dating relationship and you're sensing that God is saying it's time to walk away from that dating relationship, but it's hard to have that confrontational conversation. Maybe you're in a ministry endeavor and you've been volunteering in a place and you're feeling like God is, is leading you to volunteer in a different place or to step out for a season and yet it feels like a sin to have a hard conversation and say, you know what, I need to take a break from this or God is leading me in a different direction. And so the conflict we're gonna talk about today is the conflict that comes when we start sensing it's time to part ways with someone else, an entity or a person or a business or an endeavor. You know, a lot of times being a Christian means that we do a good job not breaking up, right? That we bear up under grievances. We're the last one to quit because you can heap abuse on me and I'll take it. I'm a Christian. I'm going to work things out. I'm not going to rage quit on you, right? I'm going to do my thing to be long-suffering like Jesus was long-suffering, But sometimes God calls people, even Christian people, to part ways with another entity, with another human, with another organization, because that's part of his plan. And so today we're going to talk about, from Acts 15, how do we equip ourselves to that end? Right, Acts 15, if you want to read the whole chapter when you're home this week, There is a lot of conflict in Acts 15. We've got uh, apostles fighting with each other. We've got racism in the church and confrontation around that. We've got church leaders fighting over theological constructs. We've got false teaching. We've got all the different kinds of conflict in Acts 15. But this little paragraph we'll talk about today is the only time in the chapter that a fight causes people to code two different directions. We see Barnabas and Paul getting this conflict. There was such a sharp disagreement, Luke tells us, that they parted ways at the end of their conversation. So we're going to talk a little bit about what caused Paul and Barnabas to split up and what God might be calling us to do when it comes to parting ways with things in our own lives. Now, there are a lot of names that just go together in life, right? Like Ben and Jerry's just goes together, right? Bonnie and Clyde, but Lewis and Clark, right? Jay-Z and Beyonce, I think, go together, right? There's all these different names. One of the names in the scriptures that just goes together are Barnabas and Paul, right? We see that right in Acts 13, when they first start ministry, verse 2. It says, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And if you read Acts chapter 13 and 14 and 15, we see that this name couples together over and over and over and over so many times, right? Right after this, it says, the two of them went down to Seleucia. Then in verse 46, Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. Right? Then people stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. Then Paul and Barnabas went into the Jewish synagogue. Then Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there. Then Barnabas, they called Zeus, and Paul, they called Hermes. That's a different sermon. Then the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, tore their clothes and ran out into the crowd. Paul and Barnabas, in chapter 15, were appointed to go to Jerusalem. In verse 12, the whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul. So it should strike us as readers of the text strongly when we see this passage in chapter 15 that we read earlier when it says that Barnabas wants to go on this missionary journey and take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphyla and not continued them in the work. And then in verse 39, they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. It's like the end of an era. Barnabas and Paul became Barnabas and Paul. Now, the reason I I labored to kind of show the depth of the relationship between these two uh, church workers called apostles in in one of the verses here, 
is because I, I want to normalize the fact that it's difficult for us to part ways. There's a lot of emotional connection. If you're sensing God is calling you to, to leave something beautiful, it's important to know that it's hard to part ways with someone. When you have a rich history together, right? Maybe you're thinking about quitting your job and you've worked there for 20 years. Or thinking about retiring and you feel like, I don't want to do this. I've been doing this for so long. And it's a wrestling match. You go through that wrestling match because there's such a backstory, such a history Right, especially in the case of a, a passage like this, where we've got two church leaders who are parting ways because of conflict. Right? It was, things were so good for such a large amount of time, and then all of a sudden the conflict arises, and there's this sensing that it's time to go two separate directions. Right? That's one of the hardest ones. Right? Maybe you're in a season right now where you're having conflict with a friend in your life, or conflict uh, with an employee or an employer, and you're starting to sense that because of this conflict or season of conflicts, it's time to go two separate directions. The reason it's so hard to make a final decision and have that hard conversation is that it's hard to part ways when there's a rich history together. And as I look at this text... I want to draw out a few things that can kind of, maybe this will make it more complicated for you. Maybe this will help you uh, a little bit. Uh, Number one, as I look at the scriptures overall, I think we see, this is why this is difficult, loyalty is a beautiful thing. We think of other partners in the scriptures. We think of David and Jonathan in the the, uh, Hebrew Bible. We think of uh, Ruth and Naomi, who almost make a covenant relationship with one another. Loyalty is a beautiful thing. Loyalty at work is a beautiful thing. Loyalty in your ministry is a beautiful thing. Loyalty in your relationship with your friend or your girlfriend or even in your marriage, obviously, loyalty is a beautiful thing. And yet at the the same time, uh, we need to remember that there are some relationships that you should not leave. Right? Let's just normalize that right now. You might be thinking, you know what? I think my wife and I have had a good run, but I'm ready to try out a new wife, right? No, right? That's not what God is calling you to do. You might be in a covenant relationship with your spouse because you made vows before God and witnesses, and you said, till death will we part, right? There are some relationships that you're not going to be called to leave. There are very few reasons in the scriptures that God says divorce is the next step for someone in a marriage relationship. So loyalty is beautiful. There are some relationships that we should be in for the rest of our lives. And yet at the same time, sometimes we see in this text, God gives us the green light to walk away. Sometimes he does. Uh, We look at Paul and Barnabas, and in this conflict, it seems like God tells them it's time to go. There's no value judgment here. Right? It doesn't say, unfortunately, they parted ways. Like, we read it and go like, ugh, right? There's no indication as you read the rest of the New Testament that Paul and Barnabas were not friends anymore or this thing caused them to break their relationship. It seems like in the New Testament epistles, Paul and Barnabas are back together again. Paul has mended ways with the other players in this story. There is a relationship that continues. This seems like a normal part of life that God greenlights them to go this way and that way. You know, I want to speak to anyone today who, who's in a season right now where you're sensing it's time to go, right? You're sensing it's time to retire from your job, or you're sensing it's time to, to, to take a break from a friendship that's been hostile in the last season, or you're sensing it's time to disengage from one ministry and re-engage in another ministry, and it's a hard wrestling match. I'm just going to give you your first exercise to start thinking about what God might be calling you to do, and just to write down a simple phrase. It, it, write this down. I am not in a covenant relationship with blank. Right, the reason I phrase it that way is because if you write down my wife, it's like, no, you don't write that down. You are in a covenant relationship with your wife, right? You can't write that one down. But you're not in a covenant relationship with your job. 
You're not in a covenant relationship with your employer. You are not in a covenant relationship with your best friend who's been treating you in a hostile way. You're not in a covenant relationship with your boyfriend. You are not in a covenant relationship with any of these different things, right? So if there's some specific thing you're sensing it's time to walk away from, maybe because of a disagreement, maybe because of the leading from God, maybe because it's just time to go two separate directions, remind yourself there's nothing in the scriptures that binds you to that person. Loyalty is beautiful, right? There are some people you're bound to, but a lot of times we're not. We just have a hard time walking away. I don't know about you, but in seasons in my life when I've thought about maybe being time for me to walk out of a relationship or a job or different kinds of things, it always feels like a really good idea. Like you might leave today thinking like, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to resign tomorrow morning. I'm going to go into my employer and say, this is it. I'm done, right? I'm going to break up with my boyfriend tonight. I'm going to tell that friend, we're going to take a break for a while. I need my space. I can't talk about your politics anymore, right? Who knows what it is? It always seems very exciting to talk about these things. And then we start thinking about what might happen after that conversation. And we start to sweat a little bit. We think about how they might respond we start thinking about, because we're good employees, we start thinking about our work. What's going to happen if I quit? What's going to happen in this workplace? You think about the ministry that we're connected with. You know, I feel like God's calling me to leave, but I, I can't leave, leave these people. We think about what got us into it in the first place, that, God, you called me into this. Am I really knowing for sure you're calling me out of this? And we start to get nervous to actually make a decision because a lot of times there's a lot of collateral damage when we part ways with someone. That's a, that's a tenuous moment. That's a conflict moment. And I think back in my life to, to different times that me and friends have drifted apart, and most of the time it's been fine, right? Somebody moved, and we lost touch, or we started getting different interests, and we went different directions, right? Or my sixth grade girlfriend dumped me, and it was fine, right? But I also think of a lot of times in my life, right? I think some of the deepest pain points in my life have been along these lines, when a relationship has come to its natural, necessary ending, and it didn't end so well. There's, there's betrayal feelings. There's hostility feelings. There are conversations that are had in the midst of the breakup that cause irrevocable damage sometimes to the relationship. It's really hard on the other side of breaking up to get back together again, just in a normal acquaintancy sense. A lot of times, the reason that we have a hard time walking away is because it's scary and we know what could happen if the season of conflict doesn't go so well. And so I think the lamentable truth is that, that sometimes uh, many of us stay in the wrong place too long because we're scared of what's going to happen if we do walk away. And some of us have stayed in a job too long because we're scared of what's going to happen if we walk away from our job. We're scared of good things. We're scared we're going to not have money to pay the bills, right? We're scared of what's going to happen to the office, right? We, we stay too long in a place God is calling us to leave because we don't know what's going to happen. We're feeling compelled to move, but we think, i got to be here for my family. What happens if I leave my family? These are good feelings, right? But sometimes God is calling you to make a move, and you don't want to make the move because of fear of what can happen if you walk away. You know, the text doesn't give us a lot of insight into the emotions of Barnabas and Paul, besides the fact that they had a disagreement that was sharp enough that caused them to go two separate directions but one of the things that we see in this text is not only that God does not give a value judgment on their separation, but that as a result of their separation, Barnabas and Paul were able to do more ministry apart than they ever were able to do together, 
All right, check this out. Look at this. It says in, in verse 40, Barnabas took Mark. All right, so he left Paul. He took a new guy, Mark. And he sailed for Cyprus, because Paul didn't want to work with Mark. But Paul chose Silas, a new guy, for himself and left. Commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord, Paul went through Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches. You know, the initial plan as we go into Acts 15 is that Barnabas and Paul together are going to go on one missionary journey. And so two missionaries are going to go and affect the world in the cities that the two missionaries can affect together. And yet because of their disagreement that caused them to part ways, now we've got four missionaries going on two journeys, strengthening double the amounts of churches. The ministry is able to multiply. Some new young folks are able to step into slots that they would not have had opportunity to do otherwise because of this disagreement, right? Because Barnabas went that way and Paul went that way. Now we we got Mark also going and Silas also going. We meet Timothy along the way of this journey and all this new generation of Christians starts to emerge because double the work is happening in double the cities because a disagreement caused two apostles to go two different directions. You know, the truth is, as we think about this concept, is that sometimes God calls us to part ways because he wants us to do more separately than we could have ever done together. Now, there's a chance that, that God's calling you to leave your job, and it's not just about you. It's about the person that God wants to put in your old job, right? God wants to do more in someone else's life. And so you right now, by not quitting when you should be quitting, are holding the spot that God is calling someone else to step into. He wants to do more, getting more people involved. Right? Some of us stay in ministry places too long. We keep serving way longer than God calls us to serve. We feel like God is saying it's time to go, but we say, I can't leave my kids, or I can't leave that ministry, or I can't leave that opportunity, and yet God is raising up new people to step into your seat, but until you vacate your seat, the new generation can't come into your seat. Right? So in this text, it's not this beautiful flowery thing. It's a fight, Right? But even in the midst of this fight, God is using the fight, these strong passions in the heart of the apostles to do more ministry. Right? There's a chance that you're so passionate about going to this new place. The reason God's giving you that passion is because he wants to put someone else in your old place, not because the old place is bad. And if you leave that job, if you leave that relationship, if you leave that ministry outpost, if you leave wherever you're leaving, it doesn't mean the place you're leaving is bad, right? It's not a binary thing. It could just be that God has something else for you to do, and he's got something else for somebody else to do, and he wants to keep people moving to do more of his work. Amen. It's interesting in this series on conflict that the tool God uses to expand his ministry in this whole missionary uh, kind of north of the Mediterranean region, the tool that God uses is a strong disagreeing passion between two people. God wants to reach people here, and he wants to reach people here, and so the tool that God uses is differing emotions in two apostles that causes a wedge between them, so they have to go two separate directions, right? The series is on normalizing conflict, and, and part of it is normalizing the emotions that we have, right? You might have strong emotions about the job that you're in. You feel like it's time to leave it. That's normal, right? God might be giving you those emotions because he wants you to quit because he wants someone else to step into it. Right? We know, right? There's also a chance you're just being a baby, right? So, who knows, right? That's why we got to wrestle through these things and figure out what is God calling me to do? Let me give you some things you can write down if you're wrestling with this stuff. Because for some of you, you're like, hey, good advice. Others of you are like, this is my life right now, right? Here's three things for you. Number one, your job, your job, this is your only job, is to follow God's leading. That's your job. 
Your job is not to be loyal to your employer. Your job is not to make your relationship last. Your job is not to be the longest tenured XYZ in this department's history. Your job is to follow the leading of God. So when God says go, go. It doesn't matter if you're about to close the biggest sale of your career. When God says go, go. Your job is to follow the leading of God. That's your your only job, right? Number two, as you're wrestling with staying and leaving, know this, staying and leaving are two neutral options. A lot of times we feel like staying is good and leaving is bad. When we look at this text, they go two separate directions, and there is no value judgment there, right? Sometimes you're leaving because of sin and grave terrible things. That's bad, right? But a lot of times staying and leaving, it's neutral, right? You want to move? That's neutral. I know we had another sermon on you need to stay in the Bay Area, right? So some of you have been wrestling, right? Because God's calling you to leave. Your job is to follow God's leaving and realize, leading and realize this is a neutral thing. And then third, sometimes God puts strong passion in us because he's trying to move us. And if you're wondering, why am I so passionate about this new endeavor? Or why am I getting so bugged all the time about the state of the union with this thing? Or why do I just keep feeling like it's time for us to, to have some separation? Sometimes God puts strong passion in us because he's trying to move us. That's what he's trying to do. He uses our emotions to bring forth his mission as we submit ourselves to him. And so I want to take some time as we close this sermon. I want to pray for us that God gives us wisdom. If you're in a place right now that that this is the conflict that you're dealing with, right? Maybe you've been kind of humming along through the whole series thinking, okay, yeah, I tried confrontation, it didn't work. Yeah, I tried to get the sin out of this environment, it didn't work. I I tried to break ties with uh, this part of my life, it didn't work. I'm just sensing like it's time to walk away from this thing. Let's pray for you. You've got to seek some wisdom in the midst of this next season, right? This is my my final word for you. you. If you are in this season, seek wisdom, make a decision, and move forward. That's your job. James talks to to you, if you want to read James chapter 1 this week, talks about trials and things, and he says, if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But James says, but if you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Uh, That man should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. James is saying, when you ask for wisdom, believe that you received it from the Lord. You say, God, should I quit my job or stay? Ask him. Ask him for wisdom. Go to some godly counsel. Fast about it, right? Pray about it. Give yourself a time frame and then make a decision. Believe that God has given me wisdom. Then make a decision and move forward humbly into the next season of life. And so often we just waver on these crossroads of decisions for so long. When God is saying, hey, you got to trust me. I'm telling you to stay or you got to trust me. I'm telling you to walk away. God can make any decision that you make. He can make it work, right? So just trust him. Pray about it. Seek wisdom. Make a decision and humbly walk forward with your life. Conflict is hard. We've talked about it for six weeks. It's hard. But if we can get to a place that our emotions are less tied with conflict and we see conflict as a way that we can move forward with God's plan for our lives, we're going to be ending up having great confrontational conversations, great life-giving conversations, great game-changing conversations, great ways-parting conversations, and God's mission will be able to go through us more fluidly because our fear of conflict is not getting in his Let me pray for us, and 
especially for those of you who are wrestling with this stuff. And then we're going to sing together. Let's pray.